0: I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. I am your host, Rose Skeeters. I want to welcome all listeners to season three of the podcast. I am overwhelmed with gratitude in being able to serve such a beautiful group of people. If you are just tuning in for the first time this week, I will tell you briefly about myself. If you would prefer to jump right into this week's topic, you've been around here a while, I get it, go ahead and skip to the next segment where I talk about examining your motives for recovery. Okay, so if you're new here, I know there's a lot of episodes to the podcast now being in season three, so I just wanted to introduce myself briefly. I struggled with emotional dysregulation self-harm behaviors, intense rage, eating disorders, tumultuous interpersonal relationships, mentalizing and empathy when emotional, executive functioning deficits, the list goes on, and the like since the age of 14. After receiving word that I was pregnant, I knew I had to make big changes in my life. I was in an abusive relationship at the time and also in a doctoral program for clinical psychology. My life, much like my mind and thoughts, was in complete chaos. This was around 12 years ago. I had no idea where to start, as any time I would venture out onto the recovery path, I would become avoidant and distressed. I was defiant towards treatment and often rude to clinicians, as I didn't believe that anyone could help me. Sound familiar to anybody out there? (laughs) I also didn't realize this at the time, but I didn't think that the rules applied to me, so I would often negate what was good for me, thinking I was the only one who had the key. My hyperboles, hypocrisy, and intensity created a perfect storm of chaos. I managed to leave their abusive relationship, found work to support myself and my son, and went through the doctoral program as best I could. My mother was willing to care for my son until I enrolled him at a local Montessori school. I met a man who is now my husband, best friend, CEO, and occasional co-host of this podcast. He was stable, steady, consistent, honest, and honorable. My chaos and his strength of character did not fare well together, causing multiple breakups. I became more and more motivated to overcome the ridiculous behavior that my emotions led me to engage in. I knew the right path and needed to study myself and improve myself relentlessly until I was able to become the person that a man of stable character would want to be with. After all, I had fallen in love. I knew I loved him because I really wanted to be better for him. That was my motive. I was motivated for the first time to think of the needs of someone else within a romantic relationship. I spent the time we were apart studying myself and human behavior and praying because I needed a miracle. I had no idea how to give and receive love in a quote-unquote normal way. Jay and I reconnected and he was willing to be patient and stable for me as long as I was willing to do absolutely everything in my power to be stable. And I was willing. So I continued to study myself and I did really hard things. The pain of the struggle seems far away. Sometimes, because my life is nothing like it was then, but the reality of growth is that it was painful, and when I recall it, I can remember that pain all too well. I forced myself to listen to the same Jordan Peterson video over and over and over again where he calls out BPD episodes as tantrums and says there is no help, essentially, I was intense enough to want to give hope to people like me and to overcome what others said was impossible. My tenacity and stubbornness led me to be defiant towards things that would not serve me on my new mission, like the idea that I was treatment resistant or that I needed to be on multiple different medications. I battled every one of the nine criteria individually. I made improvements in my mind, body, and spirit. I exercise and stretch regularly. I eat a diet of whole foods to nurture my body. I set boundaries that teach others how to respect me and to respect those around me. I am consistent in my parenting skills and in my ability to regulate my emotions, and I've watched our son grow in confidence and refinement of character. I communicate clearly and concisely, and I'm convicted in my beliefs. I do not change my mind in accordance with my emotions. Rather, I weigh my decisions against my moral compass. I am a spiritual person now as well. I believe in God and I do my best to practice humility because I believe that everyone has value and deserves love. So as you can see, my morality is no longer tied to my ego. I make mistakes. Everything that I said above, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I don't communicate clearly and concisely. Most of the time I do. But when I make a mistake, I seek forgiveness for those mistakes. I am perfectly imperfect just like you are. People ask me a lot if I worry that I will relapse. Those of you listening, those of you who know me and have also done what I have done, know that that is impossible. Yes, I am intense and sensitive because that is part of my temperament though I actively and consciously think on purpose. I choose joy, peace, contentment, patience, and love. I choose this life, and I will never allow myself to choose relapse. I am a licensed therapist, a certified nutrition coach, and a mindset coach. I love mindset coaching work and offer this service to everyone listening to the podcast and to anyone who is looking for support. Mindset coaching allows me to walk with people who struggle and share their experiences with them. We move forward and we refine ourselves like iron and fire to achieve acceptance and strength. My husband, Jay, is also a mindset coach. He was instrumental in supporting me through my journey and has a brilliant way of helping others connect their emotional mind to their logical mind. Together, we have built Skeeter Strength Coaching Systems to help others overcome their struggles the way we both did. Now, with all that being said, as you listen to this podcast, please remember that I have my mindset coaching hat on and that I have recovered outside of the box of traditional therapy. So my advice and guidance will come from my heart and my experiences in this battle, as well as from my role models and mentors who have overcome adversity and achieved strength in mind, body, and spirit. Okay, so I want to kick off this season with a conversation about motivation. I said earlier that in order to recover, I had to get to the place where I knew there was no way I wanted to or was willing to live in chaos. Before we journey together into another season of growth, I want to help you evaluate your motives and hopefully kickstart your journey with a dose of honesty and hope. Motive is the compelling force or reason behind a person's actions. I'm going to say that again. Motive is the compelling force or reason behind a person's actions. Oftentimes, motivation to recover starts with a devastating loss or a rock bottom. Who can relate? Initially, after the loss or conflict, there's a spike in what one is willing to do to grow and get better. This is where you get so intense that you go hard into recovery, absorbing a lot of information. But unfortunately, over time, this motivation, it tends to fade or gets derailed. Maybe you have a string of good days and you feel like your work is complete, or maybe you aren't quite ready to expose yourself to discomfort, so avoidant behaviors creep in and your mission goes by the wayside. Perhaps you begin your journey on social media and get caught in the external validation trap recovery based on theatrics rather than recovery based on identity development and self-integration and fulfillment. Those are some unhealthy motives, right? Perhaps it's even simpler than that and you just get tired of the work and you want recovery to happen faster so life is easier. The reason that people go through tests and trials in life is to ensure that they can handle those trials so they don't implode or make choices to their detriment. Everyone goes through tests and trials. That's part of growing. So think of recovery as a proving ground when your motivation to remain successful in the little things dwindles. While you are in the proving ground, you must test your theories and your recovery skills to ensure that they are genuine and that they work. I often talk about recovery as a ladder. You start at one wrong and you climb to the top. If you begin to climb to a new wrong of a ladder or to find a different ladder entirely without first mastering the small stuff in everything you do. Like, integrity, courage, joy, humility, kindness, selfless service, honesty, loyalty, love, forgiveness, self-discipline, consistency, emotion recognition and regulation. How can you handle, handle future trials and tests that life will most certainly bring? Again, it's important that you understand that life is filled with trials and tests. They will happen. I don't know how many people have heard this, but fire tests the purity of silver and gold. Why? Well, when they dig it out of the ground before it's ever of any value, it takes around about a ton to get one ounce of silver, which is actually on a good day. They have to break it down, heat it up, and then melt it. And what it does is that it tests the purity. All of the impurities will float to the top because the intense heat and a goldsmith or silversmith will come along and skim off what they call the scum. Next, they will heat it up hotter and hotter and hotter until all of the impurities are gone and what you have left is 24 karat gold. The tests that we go through in life are much like this process. When the heat is turned up, our dysfunction floats to the surface. Unfortunately, things have to get hotter and hotter with every phase of recovery in order to continue to prepare us to be the best version of ourselves. When recovery gets hard, it tests our character. When you wake up feeling unmotivated, do you throw your routine out the window? Or do you acknowledge that you are unmotivated and that you still must make recovery work a priority. The motivation test, we can call it, comes on a person that is doing the right thing. And it comes because it's, it's there to prove why they're doing what they're doing. Ask yourself, are you doing the right thing for the right reasons? When our motives are right in an area, the longer we go, the better things get. But, When our motives are wrong, the longer we go, the worse things get until we are willing to make adjustments. Where do we make those adjustments at? Well, in our heart, right? In what we care about and what we love. So the motivation test is then a test of your heart. What are your motives to recover? What's your why? Your motives actually are your why. How can you tell what is in your heart or what your motives are? Good question. Well, you can tell by the nature of your words and what you say. That's one way you can tell. If you ever want to know what's in someone's heart or what their motives are for recovery, listen to what they say. Another way to see what your motives are are in your treasures or in what you buy. What do you spend your money on? For example, I've never bought any skydiving equipment ever. I don't have anything against skydiving. I'm just not into it. I've never bought any ice fishing equipment, ever. I don't buy cigarettes, quick fixes, drugs, alcohol. I don't spend money on things that will hurt me. I spend money on my family, my son, my husband, seeds for gardening, books to learn more to help others. So remember, when it comes to how we spend our money, the most powerful motivation comes from within. Think about that. If someone was observing you, what would your words tell them about your motives? Realize that your motives will be tested on a regular basis because you are working on developing the character of a warrior. So when your why is tested, I want you to be prepared to pass the test. What do you do? Why do you do what you do? Do you do it because it's the right thing to do? Are you willing to do the right thing, even when it is uncomfortable or hard? When things get hard, ask yourself, where is your heart right now? What needs to be refined, to be purified? Oftentimes people will say, I can't, I just can't control myself, I just can't do it, I can't, I can't. We have to shift that language. Instead of saying I can't, I want you to start saying, I am willing or I am unwilling Check that shift out. Check out the shift that occurs when you stop saying I can and I can't and you start categorizing behavior into I'm willing and I am unwilling. So then I ask you, are you doing recovery just so that you can keep a loved one off your back? Is it because there's an ultimatum? Is it because you think it pleases someone? Is it because you want a space to vent or someone to blame if it doesn't work out? So examine your motives. The reason you do what you do will ultimately determine what you are doing in your life. People often ask me if they are ready to date or to be in a relationship. So how do, how do you know if you're ready to be in a relationship or to date or to re-enter back into a relationship? And my answer is fairly consistent, even with, within individual differences in the people I work with. It's to imagine that a camera crew followed you around all day, perhaps without your knowing it, so we can get good footage of your baseline behaviors. Then, let's say we showed this footage to the person you want to be with. Would you be proud of that? I had a client who would clean their room, make their bed, brush their teeth, do all the right things, eat healthy, exercise, go to the gym, whenever they were dating someone they really liked. But when they weren't dating that person, they did none of those things. This individual's motive was to make it look like they they were stable, secure, and confident. Remember that this kind of motive is unhealthy and leads to failed relationships because it causes you to misrepresent yourself. So if your motives are healthy and you maintain sight of why you are in this process every day, you will have a sustained sense of hope and you will achieve the goals you set out to achieve. So as we go into season three of the podcast, I want you to recenter yourself and examine your motives so that you can get back on that recovery path and stay strong and hopeful and motivated. I'm going to give you five reflection questions to help you examine your motives this week. Number one, if things don't go the way you planned, Do you often run away? Two. This week, I want you to write out why you do what you do. What is the reason behind your recovery, your relationships, behind your job, your aspirations? Ask yourself, why do I do this? Write it out. Recenter yourself. Number three. This week, I want you to be intentional about what motivates you, assess if you are healthy or unhealthy in that area, and make the necessary changes to your perspective. Number four, take time to do a heart check every day and ask yourself, does my heart align with what I say I want for my life and my recovery? Memorize and meditate on this phrase. Work willingly at whatever you do. Then, List out your healthy motives and recenter yourself. Alright, everybody, I'm so excited for season three. If you want to reach out to us, you can at SkeeterStrength.com. You can schedule a session with me there, send us a message, or send us an emails at rose at skeeterstrength.com or J at SkeeterStrength.com. If you have messaged us and you have not received a reply, please try again. Occasionally, I'll go through the spam folder and there will be a lot of messages there. So if you're someone who hasn't heard back, send us a message. Give us a call, 844-984-7483. We would love to hear from you again. Keep your questions coming and have a beautiful week. <music> Thanks for listening. That was from Borderline and Beautiful, a production of Skeeter's Strength Mindset Coaching Systems. We help frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at skeetersstrength.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Cast or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. Next time on the show, we're going to continue our eating disorder series. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have, too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So... If you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful. Hope and help for individuals with BPD.